straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, Statesman Sports Columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 301, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. Cedric Golden here with the Duck Kirk Bowles. Duck, the school year is over. Texas finished out with a final eight finish, or no, final 16 finish. Should have been final eight. Um, we had to bring in Chris Del Conte to, to tell us what went down at Stanford and to review another successful school year. For the Longhorns, number two in the Learfield Division One rankings. Uh, CDC, first of all, how's it going? Second of all, we weren't in Palo Alto. Uh, give us an idea of, of your feelings after that. That was a most, the most brutal ending to a baseball season that I have ever seen. Well, you know, and I, and I think that we just – I think Kurt and I had this discussion a couple of weeks ago about just baseball culture. It's one of those teams that just has it for, for, for its history, you know, and every single time you count them out, they just find a way to come back in. Uh, and uh, that uh, the, 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 that game, the end of that game was emblematic of the entire season because there's uh, there's ups and downs of the entire season where we got we, we lost everyone from a year ago. They say it's a rebuilding year. What, what, what our expectations were, you start at the beginning of the year and we went to that uh, – Classic in Dallas, and it was one, two, three barbecue. All that pressure is coming back on the team. They found, they scheduled right, got their momentum going, clawed back their way into being a uh, conference champion. And then we go one, two barbecue in the Big 12 tournament. And then we get, we, we, we win the original, get to a super regional. And at the end of that game, to lose the game and how we fought back and clawed back on a fly, on a fly ball that no one saw. What's like crazy about it? That the same thing happened two week the week before with A and M against Stanford. Yes. Yeah. So with the twilight and the way the sunken diamond is, it's a pop up. Our pitcher just points up can of corn. He's going to the dugout, and we are ready. And to see uh, all four, all, four, all three of our outfielders just kind of like, where is the ball? And uh, it's um, you know what it is? It's baseball. It's life. It's it's like, have you it's ever like, had how many years have you been an ad chris uh my first ad job was 2006 so what does that uh, tell you i was 17, 18 years, years old yeah i was curious if, if there's been a more excruciating finish to a season like the last event it's like dropping the baton and the track relay at the end of the end of the event so i mean i don't remember a more painful finish than you, know, you, you can look at that no, just because of how. You know what I mean? I, I've seen some guys right. miss a, a buzzer beater shot that sure. in and out, you know, but that you had this game, but not not the idea of a routine play like that. You know what yeah, I mean? It's kind of like you remember the Kansas State basketball. Remember yeah. the guard didn't get the shot off. Remember he passed up the ball and yeah. they didn't get a shot off. I mean, that's just excruciating. I'm telling you guys, I would have rather they walked it off the hitter before that almost yeah. took offense. There's some dignity in losing on a, in a walk-off home sure. run. Your best against their best. Well, and I tell you, it, but it's baseball, and baseball. and that and, and that and, and you think about that particular player made that incredible throw 
earlier to get to third base. No, Dylan Cam was the best right fielder in college baseball. Without question. So I don't look at that. History. It's it's the way it happened. I think for us, it's it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But for a player, right? If you play the it's like, hey man, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. It's one of those things that you're never going to explain, but it's explainable. And I look at everyone's baseball. Those mm-hmm. kids are so resilient. And what's been great about, and I think it was talking about, Kurt was talking about that particular program's culture. It's just interesting to see the ebb and flow. It's the ethos of that team never panics. Mm-hmm. And, and it is such a, it was such a reward to see that. And at the end, it was a crushing yes, but to listen to their interviews, uh, uh, it was remarkable. Because they, they, I was more, I was more, um, I was I was sad for them, hurt for them, but the way they their interviews were like, all right, man, they're they're a class bunch. They got it. They're men. They're, they're men. They're men. One kid said, "Got it." It's just baseball. It's a freak freak situation. And I would rather sometimes lose a game like that than a walk off bomb where you're like, now that pitcher, or you're, you're, there's never a good yeah. situation to lose a game. Period. Let's just be candid. But right. in baseball, that's probably the most excruciating loss. I've been yeah. a part of just it's because like nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Nope. And because and because you lose that, you're gonna finish second in the director's cup after winning back to back titles. Yeah, and how painful that is. Well, what's crazy about that is you can sit there and say, So then this is what you end up doing. We had our head coaches meeting the other day, and we're talking about what ifs. Our rowing team, <laughs> rowing team, rolling, rolling. They got hit by a bunch of geese. <laughs> They're picked to win the rowing national champion. They win, put a put a nail in the coffin. It's a done deal. Yep. What yep. happens? They get there's 10 boats in the water, and the only flock of geeks from Canada smashes our boat. We take fourth. <laughs> we win. It's wow. over. so you got to drop ball, a ball we then see. You yep. got geese you can't find anywhere else in the lake besides our lane. I mean, so many little things. And the, and the thing about it is this year was actually more successful than last year in this regard. Every single one of our teams was in postseason play. The only school in America that had every single team in postseason play. The year before, we did not. That's amazing. Yet we won the Director's Cup back-to-back years. So this year on paper was spectacular. Had so many teams finish in the top 10, top 5, competed their tails off. And you look at it and go – well, it came down to a geese. It came down to a lost ball. <laughs> it came down to things that you're just like, how is this? We have our head coaches retreat next week, and it's talk about the, going into the Big or last year in the Big 12 and embracing the hate. You know, right. we're going to go in and know that this is going to be a real tough year, tough year for our coaches, tough year for our students and, and our fan base because we're going to be – it's not going to be a – we know that we're not going to be loved. No walk in the park. Race who we are. Do you really expect it to be rougher than usual? I mean, the whole no, thing is. It's a little bit different tough. because of visceral today of social media. Our kids feel it. Uh, they, 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 they feel they, they go to, they, not any more than normal, but I think it's because it's ever present that we're moving somewhere. So it's one thing, just, but when you're moving and you're the cause of the move, um, it, it is what it is. So, and I know everybody hates Texas. I know. I didn't know geese hate Texas. So yeah. I, I guess it is universal, I guess. So hey, Kurt, I gotta show it to you. It's like a butterball coming out of the sky, smashing our rowers. <laughs> wow, There's video a, of that. Is I'll there video? A picture. Oh, yeah, video. I got it. Oh, Where'd you God. see this? Only lane. I mean, we win that. We win the director's cup. 
You know what I mean? Our, our men's and women's tennis teams had years. You know, baseball, softball. Everyone did what they're supposed to do. Vic had a chance to get to the lead eight. Went to, he went to the Sweet 16. Football went to a bowl game, had a, had a great year. Not the year of our expectations everyone wants, but they're making progress. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And yet, it yeah. came down to a flying geese and a lost ball. And shout out to Jared Elliott, national champion. Yeah, yeah. Edric Florio brought the man sure. in. Natty. What a natty. I mean, part of, arguably, I think Kurt and I were talking about this, arguably two of the best teams in the history of their sports. You know, yep. you can argue volleyball, they won, they lost one game. I mean, that's unbelievable what they did all year. And then Flo on that team, I mean, just, I don't know if you guys went out to the track meet, but it was unbelievable. Yeah. They yeah, put well, on performance. And you felt happy for Flo, too, you know, getting that first outdoor title here at Texas. Those, those women. Wow. Julia and Alfred. What a studette she is. Oh, my goodness. I know Sid and I both had her on our Mount Rushmore, you know, up there with Kat and Clarissa and, you know, Logan. Yeah, Logan Eggleston, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. special times. But now you got to fix football. Uh, is football fixed yet? Are you going to go to a bowl game? Are you going to win the bowl game? How good are you going to be? Well, I don't take I, your glasses off. He almost took his glasses I'm off. I'm about ready to fix them. Just get on <laughs> old Kurt's butt here. I mean, you know, Kurt, you know, like, you know what, I, I'm – I think you just see uh, like anything else. And, you know, there's the, the hope is not a strategy. I do like the way he's going about it. I do like the way he's going about recruiting. I like the way how he built out his staff. Uh, Steve is not uh, at all afraid to bring in great people to say, let's look at things a little bit different. You look at Paul Chris coming this year, Gary coming last year. You start to see how he's building out his recruiting. And it was always the goal to, to, to compete for a national championship, always the goal for the league that we're going to go into. If you guys both recall, and I know both of you don't want to hear this, but I, I keep repeating this. When Steve took over that first year, we had 54 kids on scholarship. We had just went through the eyes of Texas. We just went through civil unrest. He's trying to – we had wide receivers playing DB. We had tight ends playing linebacker. It was crazy how we tried to do that, and yet you see what happened in year two and in year three of the system. I feel like every year we're making progress, and – uh I'm excited about uh, the last year in the Big 12. I think our our last year in the Southwestern Conference, we won it. Uh, and the first year in the Big 12, we won it. And hopefully we have a chance to go compete uh, uh, this year as well and compete for a championship. That's all you can ask for. You, you, should have the best team. Wait, you guys were out in Destin soaking up the sun and uh, <laughs> saw you both in, on Paul Feinbaum, just, you know. Beautiful beaches and stuff, and, I, and, and CDC, your 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 interview was I thought was particularly interesting because he asked you about the about the SEC and and uh, getting ready to to make that move in twenty twenty four. You and uh, Castiglione, what what have your conversations been like with the other SEC athletic directors on what you can expect when you go over to that that minefield of a football conference? Well, let's just back up to Destin for a moment. It was great. We sat in a room from eight to five. It was like putting, like putting a kid in a candy score and say, you can't eat the candy, but you can look at it all day. I sat there, You're on the beach during that interview. I I decided, yeah, I decided I'm going to wear shorts to kind of protest the fact that I'm in a room all day when there's beach right there. And what, is, what does Kurt do? Just blast me on the shorts. But from eight to five, I sat there and looked at the Atlantic Ocean or whatever that is, though, the Gulf of Mexico, and go, God, it's beautiful out there. Yet, we cannot go outside for four straight days. 
So it was fantastic meetings, but Kurt out there got a crispy tan because he had all day to just rotate the back and forth, you know, the rest right, of the room. Right. But back to the uh, Southeastern Commerce, we know, I'm, I know all those athletic directors for a long, long time. Majority of them, three or four of them are some of my best friends. So when I look at the meetings, are, are nothing unusual. We've been going to those meetings for the last year. So it was nothing. It was just the first time that the media was there. So I've known, uh, uh, this is like, you know, we started attending SEC meetings a year and a half ago. Right. So it was not uh, nothing unusual. And our preparedness is we had to be prepared to compete in that league. If you look at how many teams from the SEC are in, this, are in the baseball, mm-hmm. uh, in the College World Series, how many of those SEC teams were in, in, in uh, Oklahoma City? Every single t- every that team, that league is so deep. So it's not only football. Across the board, it's a really deep league, and we're just excited about that opportunity. But as we tell our coaches, we have one year left in Big 12. And we this year we won 12 Big 12 championships. Next closest was six. Mm. Next closest was six. We won 12. So last year we won 13. Our goal is to win every single conference championship we play in and then go and win every single national championship we play in. That's the goal. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's the goal. So if we strive to do that, then when you go in a year from now, we go in the SEC, we'll be ready. But Steve came in with the game plan of here's what we need to have body structure wise. Here's how we need to recruit and restructure our, our team for that. And uh, on paper, this is his best team he's had since he's been here. And I'm excited for him. Well, let's address it. As we're taping this, the uh, reveal show will be on later tonight on the SEC network. You find out who you play. And, and I know you, you don't, back down from a scrap. So I'm sure you want to play Oklahoma, A&M, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. You want to play just the best teams in the SEC, right? Oh, yeah, let's just start to let's welcome the SEC. Boom. Let's play them all. Auburn, LSU at night, Auburn at night there. You know, everybody great. You know what's exciting about this tonight? One, is that it's, it's, it's a great reveal. Two is just going to be who we get a chance to play, and any and you play him anytime, any place, anywhere. It's it, it's good food for fire of where what is happening, but that's a year from now. Yeah, and and that's one of the things we're looking at. We got to embrace this coming year in terms of the year we're in. So all this hoopla is really for twenty four, which in, in college athletics is, is could be twenty years. You know, that's like a long that. ways away. But I'm excited for that, and whoever we get to play, it'll be fun. But you should play nine games. It's very cowardly of the oh, SEC. No, it's not cowardly, Kurt. Yes, God. it is. It, needs, ah, it just hold means on. more. I it, love you. You've lost your dang mind. Here's it just means it more. Hold on. We, okay. we want nine games. I think majority of people want nine games, right? Here's the issue. We also came in a year early. Right, I know. So when you came a year early, we were supposed to go in 25. A lot of teams are playing on the back end of a home-and-home. Home. Mm-hmm. So you you got to remember that they're playing on back end of home. You got to go. You got to go add another game plus find it and, and plus and, and plus. Wait, I got to go on. I already have my schedule. I don't want to drop them. It's a back end of a home and home. So it doesn't make sense. And then you're restructuring how you do the one the one double A games late in the year. It takes time. So we came out with a one year schedule. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear here, boys. One year, twenty four. 24 is not predicated on 25, 26, 27, 20. It's just 24. And that's oh. what it is. We came and said, time out. We got to do this for 24. Not more than two seconds later, you had the Gatlin gun. 
blowing holes in that like he was a champ. But remember, it's only one year, Kurt. I think Greg Sankey wanted nine. I think he was disappointed. And let me point this out. It is one year, but that doesn't mean it can be eight league games in 25. And and they're going to vote on that before you're a voting member again. I think that's unfair. Well, uh, remember. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, At the end of the day, all we're saying is that it's a one-year issue. I'm fine with it. We wanted nine games. If we had not come in a year early, it would have been a little bit different conversation just because of of who's playing on the back end of games and who can get games. Mm -hmm. We were very fortunate in a short window. We were able to find a team that we're going to play in 24, plugged it in. Um, But it's remember, football scheduling is so far out. We've never played a one double A team. We're not about to. We're always going to play the group of power, group of five or power five. I was going to ask you that. But, but we have to go. But everyone's so far out. And of course, when you're trying to find a game this short in the window, <laughs> wants a little more do re me. And so it's a delicate negotiation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say it. And we took you. care of it, by it the way, be. Kurt. Okay. I, I will say what you can't say. They they should let you and and Castiglione the Don. They should let y'all vote. They have to. They should let y'all vote. Y'all are bringing a tremendous amount of money and cachet and championship credibility to that conference, and you should be able to vote on that issue, even though yeah. we, we get we get a chance to have great conversations. We're not a member of that league, so I think there's way more emphasis being put on the vote than there should be. <clears throat> there's a lot of conversations happening, and there's a lot, and we are all in there together. Uh, Commissioner Sankey uh, is just tremendous. Just his organization, how he involves coaches, presidents, ADs, it's, it's phenomenal. It's just a completely different organizational structure. But we're emphasizing the vote a little too much. You're saying you have influence, if not we have vote. good conversations. And I got you. Okay. Hey, I want to uh, sw- switch a little bit to the NIL. You know, a lot of people think NIL is out of control. The IRS in the last few days have said that money – raised by collectives is not tax deductible, which could, could really sl- slow down things a little bit on the NIL, correct? You know, it's interesting. Um, I understood the concept when NIL was first introduced. I didn't agree with it then. And I, and I will tell you, I don't agree with it today. No guardrails. When I signed my scholarship at the bottom of the letter, it says, uh, because you're getting free education, the institution will use your name, image, and likeness to promote your program for free education. There's $1.9 trillion in student loan debt. And people are asking, let's forgive that loan. (laughs) I had $58,000 in student loan debt by the time I got done with graduate school. I was married to Sally May. I enjoyed paying that debt because I knew it was going to change my life. Couldn't afford without it. I never mind paying it either. It was my responsibility. Yet we have more loan debt today, and we're asking people to forgive it, and we're forgetting them. We're having more kids that can't afford school, yet we're giving free education. But I understood the fact that kids are now in a different era. So, and that we have to adapt and change. I'm very, we are very fortunate to be at the University of Texas, where we knew the connections we had, what's coming in, uh, uh, the, all the tech coming here, everyone's here, that we have a chance to really be a player in NIL. For our kids, Bijan's a perfect example. Sam, the track athlete, a perfect example. 
what we did with our collective, which is we got a long form uh, uh, agreement passed through, through the IRS, is really about our kids serving our community. So within Forever Texas, we would say, said Golden, you are going to go for, if you're going to, there's some that are just straight sponsorship. They they sponsor a car dealer. They tweet. They work with that car dealer. Doesn't say Texas on it. They work with them. There's some that are saying, hey, I'm going to go spend hours doing community service, Habitat for Humanity, and there may be a sponsor that sponsors that activity. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things. But what's happened now is you have Portal two times a year. You have you don't even know who your roster is. You know, nefarious behavior comes from all angles. We need right now. We're asking Congress to just sit there and say, "Help us enforce the rules we have on the books." We can't even enforce the rules we have on the books because litigators and plaintiff attorneys are are, are attacking everything we do. All I'm saying is, help us force enforce the rules that we have. Well, what do you think is going to happen? They they've said it's got to happen before the next election. So well, I'm hoping that we just get some guidelines. Do you think they will we live with? We will need they? it. Everybody, we need it, but if, but but we need it for the good of the organization. If you go back and look at okay, how are you going to fund your athletic programs? They talk about uh, uh, um, there's a bill in California, very interesting. What that bill looks like today? You're worried about the Olympic movie. You're worried about Title Line. You're worried about all these things in the world outside of America. Sports are not attached to institutions; they're attached to institutions here. The mm-hmm. Olympic movement, everything else is either club run or government run, except mm-hmm. for the United States. We're also bound by Thailand and opportunities for women, which is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yep. College athletics. It's awesome. But we're not pros. There's an educational component to this. Yet there is an economic component to it as well. I'm not ignorant to not to agree to that. But what we're doing is we're devaluing one for the other. And because of the, the rules that we have set in place by the NC2A, are being attacked by plaintiff lawyers and we're and, and we have and then the judgments coming out of courts are not in our favor. We just need help the guidelines to help us see the light through the forest a little bit. What's so, being discussed? What's being discussed for potential guardrails? Because I don't know if you can put a limit on the I don't I, I don't even put a limit. It's just to help us enforce the rules that we have because where, right where now, the hell were they at the beginning of this thing? Yeah, we're correct. I mean, and, you know, and I don't blame, and you know what? I blame ourselves. I blame me. You know why? Because we are the NC2A. Right. Membership makes it up. Yeah. And you know what we do? We break the rules. We know we break the rules, and we fight against our own selves so we, don't, so we can live to fight another day. Yeah. And you'll look at schools that blatantly break the rules. They will lawyer up, pass those bulls, and all of a sudden they're back living and fighting another day. We'll have coaches that have been suspended for nefarious behavior get hired somewhere else. Oh yeah. So, so well, what is your what is your level of confidence that Congress will, you know, help? I, I have a level of confidence that 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 if you get the right people in the room, they'll realize that there's an education component to this. That mm-hmm. we're that, that outside of the two percent that go to the pros, they they should have. We should understand education. We should have uh, health care. We should also understand there's nil components. We got to blend them. Right now, it's just the wild wild west, and we'll get there. I mean, yeah. I, I'm fine with nil today. I just, but it's not where it should be about what you earn, like Bijan or like Sam. Mm-hmm. But these or are Logan. excuse me, or Logan or, Eggleston or, or anybody. But when it happens is when you start hearing, reading about nefarious things happening all over the country. Like, man, what is going on? And then you have two times at the, at the portal. You have one at the end of the season, and then one. So you have what they coaches are like. We it's open free agency. What are oh, we yeah. trying to do? And there's no way to build their rosters. So it's just. 
a chaotic time. Well, you think it feels you, like a it feels like a runaway locomotive. I mean, yeah. that's how it feels. And and the coaches are the ones that are are left holding the bag, even though they make a lot of money. You got, I mean, you're you're sitting there. I'm sure there are coaches out there literally looking at the portal at the end of the season, just hoping that their guys don't pop up on there. Well, and you know, this is where you have to have incredible culture and you have to work. There's kids that say, okay, uh, and you know, it's mid-majors. Good mid-major kid has a good year, all of a sudden pops. I mean, I, you know, there's a kid that transferred from a power five to a big 12 school that said, I had to leave because the economics are better at that other school. Sure. You've read all those things. Yeah. And it's such a it's such an interesting time. Um, and, and I think what we're looking for is is, is just it's just a new model. We'll, we'll, we will get there. But a lot of this stuff gets played out in the media. And a lot of this stuff gets played out in a, in a, in a way that you don't know what's fact or not fact. Uh, Kurt will call me or you'll call me since I got something. I go, well, and I'll always wonder how in the hell do they have that when I don't have it. So I know when you two boys, the Columbos are on it, something's up. But a lot of times our coaches will react to something that's a rumor, not really fact. And remember now, each kid can hire an agent. Remember, yeah. now those agents can get up to 40% from a marketing contract. Mm. So they're going to drive a lot of things for those kids. Oh, yeah. And get paid as well. And put so narratives out there. There's a lot of people on the take on this deal. But do you, do you think the IRS ruling could slow down? I, 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 money? I anything that can help. Uh, uh, it could, for sure. I mean, I, I'm looking at everything we do and say, hey, guys, let's make sure that we're always on the up here. Yeah. I mean, when that ruling came out, we go right to compliance, go right to our general counsel, they tell us. And then we have a state rule that just got implemented. And how does that look like? Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Well, that's okay. one for me. Um, and I know Kirk's got a couple more. Um, I was interested, uh, you know, th- it's summer now. Uh, what's, what, what's, what's the rest of your summer looking like? Is school year's over? There's no more athletic events to go to. What are you, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to go to, you're going to go to the, uh, to, to the Serengeti and shoot an elephant. What are you going to do? Well, for sure not going to Serengeti, shoot an elephant, but you know, we have an, uh, we have an August board meeting and, uh, we got about uh, you know sixty seventy million raised so far for our indoor facility. Got to get to one forty, so I'm going to be I'm going to be carrying that church church basket all over the all over the country to take Rodney Terry with you to carry. Wait, by the way, thank you. Here you go. So you know we have visits up and down Colorado, Montana, wherever they are at to see if I can fill the coffers because my goal is to have a uh, hundred forty million raised by uh, our August board meeting. Because you know, reality is, we will the the the, the school of social work will be uh, this last year. They'll be moving to a new location. We'll begin an earnest construction next summer. Mm-hmm. Tear down that building is very very old. Has a lot of asbestos, so it's not going to be like a bulldozer. They're going to go one. It's going to take us. The tear downs was going to take us a long time. It's nothing more. That thing was built like there's just lead and asbestos in that thing everywhere. So we're going to have to tent it, take it down slowly. And then that's going to take us time. But my goal is to have, uh, uh, hopefully, if uh, everyone will be uh, amenable to to donating money this summer, um, after this podcast, they may they may not me they may they may not want me coming to their city. But I'll be busy doing that till August. Hey, okay. uh, and to steal a line from our favorite movie, Coming to America, you'll take the time, the kind of coin, the money that jingles, but you prefer the kind that folds. Factual, absolutely, no doubt about it. And some with a lot more Zebos. 
So (laughs) a lot of folding, a lot of folding, a lot of folding, because we have, like I said, we're almost halfway there. I feel great about where we're at a little more than halfway, but that's what this summer is going to look like. And then we, you know, in the fall, we're right now, we're taking down all the lights at DKR, putting in the new lighting system, putting in, you know, and so this time is the time for our staff to catch up. I'll take a little break. Uh, My daughter's moving to California to begin her art career in earnest. So we're going to drive the U-Haul out there at some point in time set her up in a little apartment and I'll stay there for a couple of days with her, but that's our summer vacation. Just that's it. No real vacation this summer. So you got three minutes left. You told me you're not taking the USC job. And no. I know, I know you don't ever want to leave, but mostly because me and said, you know, Patrick today. Wow. But, uh, what's the main reason you're staying at Texas and how long are you going to stay? Well, um, I like, I love to finish my career here. Um, I, that, that's never guaranteed, but I do love, I think what's interesting to me is who you work for truly matters. I mean, Jason President Hartzell is awesome. And where he's taking this institution, how he's uniting uniting us as a group has been fantastic to be with. Having Kevin Altaif as a chairman of the board, um, when you're united that way, you can do a lot of great things. You think about every move that we've made, and you always look and say, every major decision, you know, success has a thousand friends, failure is an orphan. Right. And usually when it fails, it's me, me standing there. But when it's success, there's a lot of people having those two people uh, uh, having every great decision happen is awesome. Why would you and a job, whether it be at this level, you go to USC, Ohio State, you could say, look at the blue bloods of blue bloods. It's just geography. Yeah, it is. At this point in time, it's just geography. Who you work for matters. <clears throat> and And that's the difference. And that's why. Any job is not appealing to me because I happen to work for incredible uh, uh, bosses that are great. We have unbelievable coaches. We're just getting this thing rolling. You know, we, after this project is done, we're going to have everything that been touched completely. You think about we're, we're getting close to raising a billion dollars for athletics. A billion dollars for athletics, not anything else. Wow. How close we are to, to, to accomplishing that goal. Some universities raise our whole campaign is a billion dollars. Mm. For an athletic department to do that and be able to have a campaign centered around the things that we're doing to improve ourselves, get the Southeastern Conference, none of those jobs appeal to me. And to me, it's why this job is here. And like I said, I'd like to finish my career. Um, why not? This is the greatest place in the world. You can do some great – town is great, but more importantly, your leadership is why you stay. Yeah. And uh, you can wear pants or shorts. You can do either. Hey. Look at oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good Lord, that was a good I'm working my legs so, today. I'm so glad we're going. not using this video. That was just yeah. awful. Get back, yeah. the gym, Get back in the gym, CDC. Get back in the gym. gym. I mean, I'm walking nowadays, but you know, I have both shoulders uh, rotators. I can't do much. <laughs> we appreciate you being with us. And Thank go you, work man. All right, fellas. You guys be great. Hey, uh, Kurt, love your Justin Tan. Be good. On Second Thought. Duck always good to chop it up with CDC. Uh, man, he was in good spirits, feeling good. You know, he, 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 he's the king of the castle, and you can tell he's he's looking forward. He, he won't say it, but he's so looking forward to that SEC thing. I I think they better win the Big 12 football championship this year because it might be a while before they win another one. Hey, if they don't win it this year, last chance, man, then they should Experience win it. quarterback. They've got the best talent. they got the On best paper. On paper. And, you know, I mean, TCU and K-State came out of nowhere. So, 
last year. So it could happen again. But uh, yeah, I liked his line about uh, it's like <clears throat> being in a candy store, which you can't eat any of the candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least That's not true. for a year anyway. So the SEC uh, reveal was uh, is tonight as we tape on Wednesday. Uh, who would you like to see him play? They got to play A and M in Oklahoma the first year, don't they? Yeah, of course. And you want to maintain those traditional rivalries. And boy, I tell you what, if but if they stick Georgia on on there, like what's been reported, and you yeah. guys you guys know by now, um, that's that's one hell of a schedule to to be entering the SEC with with those three um. Those three juggernauts. Uh, I don't think A and M's a juggernaut, but they will. They'll try to be the night they play Texas. And not only that, that's when you start the Ohio State series in in twenty four. So you know, I mean, no, you start Michigan, Michigan in twenty four, and then Ohio State twenty five, twenty six. It wouldn't surprise me if they push one of those back. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh man, it's like see, yeah, Sark probably wishes they'd push it back. To, <laughs> I to, bet he does. The 2050, maybe stuff like that. So, but yeah, they've they've got to play, they got to play A uh, and M in Oklahoma, and it'll be interesting, uh, not just who Texas plays, and they're not going to reveal the dates, <clears throat> but who everybody else plays. Like Alabama, you know, they changed their vote from nine to eight league games because Nick didn't want to play <clears throat> uh, Tennessee. You know, you know he's going to play LSU and Auburn. I think is his top two rivals. Although mm-hmm. some people think Tennessee's their number two rival. I don't. But, but I don't. I mean, not now in this day and age. I mean, no. Tennessee had one great year. So, but I don't know. I hope and and like like you said, I, they should be allowed to vote on certain issues that affect them that much. And and they're not getting a full share either. You know that first year. So. I couldn't get Ross Bork or Jay Hardsaw or Chris to tell me how much they are making, but um, not that Texas is ever hurting for money. Uh, I no. saw their their revenue came in at uh, two hundred and thirty nine million. They're right below Ohio State at two fifty one, so they're not hurting for for cash. And I think, uh, unlike previous years, I think they may be saving more than they're spending. I mean, I think the I think the I think the bottom line's better now. Well, and like you say, Del Conte's always got his hat out and his church basket. So he says he's already got, what do you say, 60 to 70 million toward the indoor, and he's trying to get 140 by August. I mean, I tell you, that's ambitious, but, you know. You know what? And AD, ADs are supposed to raise money. And that's what he does. This is the best time uh, of his tenure to be passing that hat because they're yeah. good at everything. To- they're okay at football. They're not great at football. No, they're they not. They're killing in most everything else. So yeah. pass that hat. Pass that hat. And right. once football figures it out, he's not going to be passing hats. He's just going to pull up a truck, and they're just going to have to load it up with cash. Yeah. Like he said, they had a better year this year. Every All 20 sports made the NCAA postseason, and, and if not for a drop fly ball on the lights and some hateful geese. Uh, you great know, hires. Just maybe great they get hires. Great hires teams. by him. Mm-hmm. He's brought in some great people. Coach yeah. Flo is great. Yeah. Mike White is Super great. Regional every Schaefer year. is great. Yeah. He's brought in some really great coaches to get this thing uh, ready, ready for the SEC. And those those other sports going to take the SEC by storm. Mm-hmm. They just are. They just are. Well, I know Oklahoma softball. Can you believe Jordy Ball transferred to Nebraska, which is where she's from? Man, she took the bag. Yeah. There's a bag involved. There's but, always a bag. 
Well, if there's but anybody going home, I'm sure home is great. Home is even better when there's a bag involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time, it's you know, it's my money. Yeah, she's done all she can at OU, and she probably got an offer she couldn't refuse. I'm not wow. mad at Jordy at all. Yeah. Good for her. Hey, we need to put a bow on the baseball season. That was just a gut punch of a finish. You'd be going season. to Omaha today with Daniel yeah. Davis. Yeah, it, it's sad because – and you know what? I think you and I, <clears throat> we definitely had some doubts about this team, and we didn't think it was going to make Omaha, and it didn't. And they but, were fair doubts. I mean, they didn't have enough pitching. I mean, no, they, and they stroke out too much. 28 strikeouts the last two games. A lot. That's not getting it done. And he never had that number three starter. Tanner Witt, bless his heart, you know, one-plus innings. We wanted the fairy tale for Tanner, but we didn't get it. Did no, just just too rushed, too rushed to get his arm strength. And, you know, this time next year he'll be back playing great. Yeah. It takes a while. It just takes a while. Yeah. And it'd be interesting because I wrote about my nine things on Wednesday. Uh, they could lose a lot. They, they'll probably lose their entire outfield. You know, Dillon's a junior could come back, but Porter Brown and Eric Kennedy are gone. But, Dylan yeah. Campbell, I, uh, I'd love to see Dylan Campbell back next year. But what, uh, what do you – or you think you're going to hit 340 again and have a 338 game hit streak and show the best cannon in college bat- baseball from right field? He had a dream season. I think he's listed like a third round or fourth. Good round. money, Doug. That's yeah. good money. That is yeah. good money. Take the money, kid. Take the money. Yeah. Now he. I think he's the best right fielder in school history. Yeah. And that that throw to third. I mean, I don't know how many. He didn't have time to plant. He was he was drifting yeah, toward the, the foul line and, yeah. and and for a split second planted his feet and unleashed a they said on the broadcast <clears throat> that he's been throwing ninety four miles an hour in the bullpen. I saw That's that. how big his arm is. That was awesome. And uh you know, he had the two biggest plays of the year. You know, that leaping catch in Miami and then that double play throw at Stanford were the two best defensive plays of the year. You'll never a- you'll never top what he did this year. No. And why take away your negotiating power by yeah. coming back as a senior? Uh, yeah, he's kind of different than a Seth Johnston who knew yeah. he could improve and came back and hit over hit like three twenty five and yeah. improved his draft position. Dylan Campbell's going to go in the in the third round, and he's going to he's going to get a nice signing bonus, and he really has a chance, Doug, with his eye at the plate, yeah. his defensive skills, his speed on the base paths. Like twenty to be a to be a, to to be a productive major league baseball player. Well, the yeah. only reason he would come back would be if I come back, I can be Dylan Cruz and maybe a top five pick. That would be the only reason because that's different money. You know, you're a top five pick versus third round or fourth round. That's a big there are, difference. There are many seniors that take that jump up. So not many, not many. Yeah. So, but yeah, David Pierce, a heck of a job. I think he did his best coaching job this year with a limited roster because we mentioned the strikeouts. We mentioned the lack of pitching depth. Uh, Zane Morehouse came through, uh, but you know, he's draft eligible. He may be gone too. So, uh, but he could have most of his infield back, you know, I mean, uh, and Jared Thomas, he's a star at first base. It's amazing who they plug in at first base. Zach Zuby. Seems to work. Hammonds, yeah. They end up with you know with a great first baseman. So great year for baseball. Uh, it's a shame it had to end that way. 
And uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of the NBA because I was watching every pitch in Texas Stanford. Uh, I love the Denver Nuggets. I, I love Jokic. And I always makes me cringe when people say, yeah, but he's boring. You go, he's oh the best God. player in the NBA. He's the best boring player since Tim Duncan. He yeah. is. And, and he's the most unathletic great player, isn't he? And we say it. We say he's unathletic, but then we watch him take the ball off the rim and then leave yeah. a fast break. I mean, how many players they were that un- unathletic in the passes? Work. He's a technician. Oh, the passes he makes. He's just he's, he's got Kevin McHale's feet and a Camelot's yeah. one's feet. He's got Tim Duncan's hands and finishing ability. Yeah. And he's already the best shooting big man to ever play this game. Yeah. He's no like no center crazy. can do no center has ever done what he can do. Yeah. So, he may um, not have the the sky hook or the Hakeem uh, shake and bake thing, but he can make every shot, including the three, the big three he hit, you know, in the play. Great outlet passer. He is fun to watch. And Jamal Murray, I mean, what a comeback. They're going to win it again next year, Doug. We're going to win it again. Well, you don't know with injuries and stuff like that, but they're, it's entirely possible. Because the West is old. The West yeah. is old. Yeah. Even if the Lakers pick up Chris Paul, he's, he's old. He always gets hurt. Yeah. LeBron's got to take off a month in the season. AD's uh, always hurt. Kawhi Leonard is Mr. Lowe's management. Paul yeah. George is always hurt. The Golden State Warriors, their nucleus, Draymond, Steph, and Clay are all uh, mid 30s. Those yeah. guys are old. But look, it's a look young out. man's game. It's a young Miami, man. You can't underrate Miami. What a job they did. They had a great playoff run. They need to go get Damian Lillard. If they can go get Damian Lillard. That'll be Ooh. a good maker for them. Absolutely. And Jimmy Butler, what a what a stud. You know, hurt his ankle early and asked, well, how'd that affect you? He said, nothing. He zero. He's a no man's excuse. man. That's a man. That's a grown man. That's my, That is my fellow Tyler Junior College Apache, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and so great just, a, just, a, just a willful a willful competitor yeah. whose effort proliferate just trickles down to his teammates. And yeah. it's a, it, you know, that was just an exhibition of will and, and toughness. From from a, from from the probably the toughest man in the NBA, Jimmy. Yeah, Carter. and we needed to give a shout out to Adric Florial and the women's track team. That yes, sir. Across the field, he had a great column on Julian Alfred uh, a month ago, and uh, it was electric out there at Mike A. Myers Stadium, and so they just blew away the field, eighty-three points. You know, and I would have I would have loved to have been there, but my wife. Oh, you got to blame it on Beverly, huh? Bev, well, she booked first-class tickets to Vegas. and <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you were very sad about that. Shout-out to our podcast listener, my cousin Gary Poochoice, who always listens in. We surprised him. He had no idea we were going to be out there, Duck. You you almost uh, spilled the beans in episode 300 by saying, you're going to be in Vegas in June. I go, no, Duck, July, July, because that was the <laughs> – that was the lie that we were pushing. Chantel yeah. and I were put, and uh, Bev were pushing to poo, and um, we got the, sure we got the video. Back. We got the video of me surprising him. I'll show it to you when we go eat lunch here in a few. You know, with you in Vegas, I always wonder if you're coming back because you know you'll have money spilling out of your pockets. So, you know, I keep thinking, oh, this may be it. May not ever see Sad again. So, yeah. uh, but Bev yeah. was the one that cleaned up on the on the slot machines. Yes, she did. She Good she absolutely her. murdered the slot machines. And for not for Bev, I'd be moving in with you guys in B Caves. But 
Uh, I'm glad you're not wearing a barrel. I have, I have, I have somewhere to live for another month because of my wife. Yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, so now, are you using up all your vacation? Are you going anywhere else? Uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere else. Um, I know I'm going to take a couple of weeks in July, late July. And go to Tyler. One in. I know. Where, where are you going? Aren't you Aren't you going out on the coast or something? Yeah, going down to Port A with the family, going out to the beach with the three kids and daughter-in-law Lindsay and uh, Brewer and Ford, two grandsons. So uh, going to get a little beach time. So I'll be sunburned uh, come uh, Big Twelve media days. Uh, but we got another week. I'm back next week, and so are you, right? So we'll have another yeah. podcast before we take another break for a little bit in July. So, uh, and we always appreciate you guys uh, making this making this the most successful podcast in Central Texas sports wise. No one, there's no one out there that can touch us. We will number three hundred one, number three hundred one, and we're gonna we're gonna keep them coming, and a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, we're going to be back next week. Uh, who knows what we'll have. Uh, thanks to Chris Del Conte for popping in and on, on short notice because he loves us so much, Duck. Uh, he does. He does. So. Okay. I'll take <laughs> that, your word for it. Yeah, that'll do it for 301 of On Second Thought. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by for the Duck Kirk Bowls. I'm Say Golden. We'll see you next time. Y'all be safe. You've been listening to On Second Thought. Powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.